Welcome to On the Digital Soapbox with Soapbox J. I'm your host, Soapbox J, and I'm on my video game shit today. A lot of stuff's been dropping, a lot of impressions, you know, how I feel about certain things that are coming out. But um, before we even get started on that, I wanted to address something about changes. If you have an idea that you think that I should pursue on this podcast, ways to go forward with things. I wanted to leave like an outlet, you know, I, I, I improved the uh, sound quality after the third episode with the microphone. Uh, I had an issue with my headset. It wasn't connecting through the, through the uh, microphone headset. And instead I'm using more expensive mic that I had in the, I had somewhere. I had to just dig it out. And, um, we added, I, I added music a couple episodes ago, so it's not so empty sounding little more vibrant you know i like the way it sounds personally but um how do you think i can improve this because at the end of the day i'm doing this for me yeah but i'm doing this for for the fans you know a small amount right now you know i'm trying to build this up to something eventually so if you have any ideas for things that you know changes something you'd like to see added maybe less talk about comic book and video i'm sorry let's talk about uh marvel stuff and the comic book tv shows more of a focus on the political aspects of video games and you know my impressions of them please let me know on twitter at on soapbox with three x's not a pornographic reference i promise uh yeah you can hit me up on there opinions constructive criticism whatever you know tell me i'm terrible i like it i love it anyway getting on to our video game stuff i want to kind of redact a score i gave one of the strongest games of the year in my opinion at this point is uh loop hero on pc and we are waited with bated breath i know i am for a uh, console port, especially a Switch port, fingers crossed. But um, I felt like I did a minor disservice last episode. Well, the last episode when I talked about it, by only giving it a 4.5 out of 5, I said, I posted on my podcast, I mean, I'm sorry, I posted on, on Twitter that, right, as of now, I feel that this game is a 5 out of 5. The game, it's damn near perfect. It's perfect, in my opinion. There's very little problems with it, how smoothly it runs, and how addictive it is. It's it's just so damn addictive. I posted that uh, I posted that uh, podcast prior to unlocking the uh, classes, and unlocking the classes is monumental. It's so big. It's so game changing. It changes a lot of stuff. From the rogue and the, yeah, the rogue and the necromancer really do change things, and it really changes the way the game feels. It changes the game works, and it is so addictive. I love the necromancer. I love the, I love all, all three of the classes, and I'm waiting for them to add more to the game <laughs> because I, I I I'm just telling you this game is so damn great, and I love it, and I can't recommend it enough. It's right right as of right now, it is. The best game of the year in my opinion uh 
accessibility, replayability, you 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 cover it. You know, maybe maybe graphics might turn some people off and um, the lack of interaction with the uh, the battles and stuff like that. But in all honesty, I can't sit there and act like act like act like it's a a big deal to me and to roguelike fans, considering the uh, reviews it's getting on Steam. So, yeah, I give it my highest recommendation as of right now. I think the game is as close to perfect as can as possible. <laughs> and it's in I mean, I know there's things they could do like uh I know they said they were working on a a mid-run save. Yeah, that's kind of necessary. You know, how many times I've had to end saves, uh, end runs early because uh you know, I couldn't finish the run and I have things to do so that kind of sucks but getting into another roguelike um that I'm a very big fan of uh I wanted to talk a little about a little bit about Monster Train last uh the, the last Divinity DLC that just dropped and I know people are like well you know you're supposed to be the roguelike sky you're supposed to do what to get if it's good if, what to spend my money on and um Monster Train is a good game. It's a great game. It's a great game, even as far as roguelikes go. I, I, I think that I would give that a pretty high, high mark. Um, the reason why I'm not reviewing this DLC is because I'm not that great at it, to be honest with you. And I haven't beat, I haven't beaten Covenant Rank Two. And when you don't beat Covenant Rank Two, you're hidden from a, I mean, you're locked from a large chunk of the uh, content, including a new clan. So I wish I would have known that going into this, I kind of just, all right, cool. When a DLC comes out, I'll play it again. And uh, I booted it up, finding I booted it up today and played it, played it for a solid like two, three hours. And I was so curious why I don't have the Worm King clan. And I found out maybe 20 minutes after playing, it's like, oh yeah, you have to be, you have to be in a Covenant rank two to do it. it. Apparently they have some kind of mechanics that's linked with the shards. So, and the shards were, are one of the bigger things in the DLC, one of the bigger mechanics and how the game works and it, that mechanic is cool. I do like it a lot. Actually, it does add a layer of, uh, I don't even like planning and, you know, going too in to the shards, like, like getting too many shards will significantly increase the difficulty of the game it's crazy um that's why, <laughs> that's probably why i haven't uh you know i'm not I'm, like i said covenant rank one was was hard as it was for me but yeah I'm, I'm kind of a you know kind of a novice when it comes to it so i'm gonna do my research i'm gonna do my homework and i'm gonna get better and get good and i'll figure this out so when i unlock that clan and get my feel for it if it's not too late, if it's beyond talking about, you know, I'll, I plan to take a dive into it and, uh, you know, let you know what I think of it. So, interesting developments happening in the gaming world right now. Um, yeah, man. Uh, this week, I think it was uh, the day after April Fool's, April 2nd, and uh, this bombshell was just announced. On, on all the video game outlets that um, Sony's 
the show, MLB The Show 2021, will be releasing on Xbox. We knew that. But on Game Pass. And it's like, what the F is going on here, man? In what world is is not Sony only allowing this game to be on the Xbox? but also on Game Pass. Like, who approached who on this? I would love to know the details. You know, I'm a geek when it comes to this shit. I love the inner workings of the industry and how they choose to make decisions. And to be fair, after, it made sense why Sony would put the show on Xbox, considering Xbox demographic. You know, Xbox demographic is usually like the sports fans, the Madden, the FIFAs, the... NBA 2K fans and stuff like that, the hockey fans. I don't even know what they call that hockey game that EA makes. But um, those are the fans of, of, of the sports games. And there's really not a big baseball game. It's exclusive on Sony's platform. And, you know, they're probably trying to maximize profit, bring it to as many things as possible. I think it's a good move uh, for them to do that much. The thing that confuses me is how it's allowed on Game Pass, you know, because um, I I don't know if this was an agreement, maybe like behind the scenes somewhere to bring certain games that they got from Bethesda over. I don't know how this stuff works. You know, I'm just the guy who follows this stuff, giving my opinion. But this shit's crazy. I would have never thought we would have seen this. And we're just another step closer to like certain uh, properties and IPs that belong to competitors being on other systems and that's crazy to me so interesting times you know I'm you know like it being on game pass kind of that's the thing is it sustainable for it to be on game pass Did Microsoft offers Sony money I, I mean I, they have the money to do it and considering if you have game pass you have uh what is it ea plus or whatever that ea play i think it is so you have access to all the ea uh all the ea sports games so it's something to kind of consider it's 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 different i'm i am on board uh for that that's cool if you're a sports fan you gotta love this it's a great thing uh game pass is such a uh, bargain it is it is great i, I mean even when i'm not uh, uh subscribing to it i will always talk about what what a great pro customer thing it is and and not that many cut not, not that many uh companies are really doing pro customer practices so they get props for that i guess uh so good for the sports fans but speaking more, a little more about something that was on Game Pass, that's on Game Pass as of right now, April 1st, it came out. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, my impressions of Outriders. And uh, I didn't play the demo. I was curious. We I did talk about it a couple episodes ago where I kind of got into what I thought about the design and I, I did say out of the looter shooter genre, I'd probably be most likely to play this game. So I was curious. I put the 15 bucks down for Game Pass for one month to try it out. I was I was 
kind of curious if the game is worth playing or not. So, um, here's my, uh, my first impressions of this game. This is not a bad game. Um, it's just, as far as the tone, is all over the place. It's a hard game as far as the storyline to grasp, to, to, to kind of understand what's going on here. And I feel like the people who write the story don't even understand the gravity of certain situations and then making jokes the next it's like a weird combination of uh i don't even know how to explain it uh it, it takes some of the jokiness from borderlands but then it it takes some of like the serious moments take you think about your most serious game that you could think of and it takes it's 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 about a world ending experience and but you know people are with the quippy one-liners and everything it's just like totally all over the place but i look i, I i'm very honest when it comes to storyline and gaming it's not important um if the game is has a solid foundation of great gameplay i'm willing to overlook a bad story if the gameplay is great ninja gaiden 2 devil may cry 1 uh Shit, man, there's, there's so many. Doom, Doom Eternals, the stories are nonsensical. They're, they really don't make much sense. They're there because they have to be. And it's fine as long as it's not shoved down your throat. And that's the problem with this game. It's like, you can skip the cutscenes, but it's like, they make it, make it feel like you really should know the story and be invested in the world and what's going on around the world for you to really be a part of it all. And the story is just terrible. It's awful. It's one of the worst stories I've seen in video games. But I'm going to get past that because, uh, like I said, it really doesn't matter. Like, if, if I recommend this game, I'll say skip the cutscenes. They don't matter. It's, it's dumb. It's really dumb. There's such a weird time jump <laughs> from the first, like, uh, you're, you're, you're playing and then there's, like, 30 minutes and then there's such a time, there's such an insane time jump, like, a 30, 40 years or some shit like that. And the world's fucked 20 ways sideways. It's so bad. But it just seems, like, very edgelordy. Um... But enough, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get out of that stuff. I don't want to talk about the story too much. Um, the gameplay. Uh, the gameplay, uh, you know what I, I hate to say I called it. It feels very Gears of War at times. But then there's like this weird thing that it does. Where, you know, you think it's a cover shooter. And then they send like 30 people with shotguns into your perimeter. And at that point, you're not cover shooter anymore. So you kind of got to reprogram yourself if you're a Gears of War fan that this plays a little differently from that. It could be a run and gun shooter. And when your powers come into play, your powers are extreme. <laughs> and it, the powers are cool. I played the Trickster for a little while. Um, I was uh, I was impressed by how powerful they made your character feel from the beginning. Um, tearing through these different characters, one-shotting characters, which is ex <laughs> you know for for the beginning of the game, you know that's that's not the norm. Um, they absolutely make you you don't feel like a bullet sponge. You can take a lot of shots though. Uh, yeah, the game felt dope in the beginning, but. The further you get into it, you realize 
this game was built for multiplayer co-op, which is fine. That's fine. But for me, I mean, I, I like multiplayer co-op, but I also like to play solo every once in a while. And like, if you look at the games that I play that are multiplayer, that could be multiplayer, like uh, Diablo, Monster Hunter. Yeah, you can play those with other people, but you you can kind of, I don't know, like, okay, Diablo, Monster Hunter, you could play those with other people, but if I want to chill out and just focus on certain things that I want to do, then I can easily not be online and just play. And that's where those games excel at because they're uh, they're a social, you know, they're a social experiment. They're a social interaction with people too. But then you also can, you know, okay, I just want to grind and do me for a little while. And there's no fault in doing that. And you can very you can very easily do that. See, that was my biggest problem with with uh, Borderlands is you can't really do that. I mean, you can you can get so far, but at certain points, it, you you feel where the game was made. For co-op only but this game is even more so like you'll walk into rooms and there'll be like you know 50 enemies just there so you could tell that you're supposed to be devising a plan with three other people with two other people not a bad game not a great game not a game for me though at the end of the day so if you want me to put a number on it i know i'm gonna upset people i'm gonna give it a three out of five soapboxes the game isn't a bad game. Uh, you c there's fun to be had. The game doesn't commit cardinal sins. as I, At least I didn't come across any. But um, more importantly, it didn't really... Uh, it's just average, in my opinion. Uh, other games, other looter shooters, like... Uh, what is it? Division and Destiny. I mean, you could... I mean... I feel like they're better and I'm not fans of those games so that's saying something but just my opinion about it I don't think I'm gonna devote any more time to uh to that game I'm gonna cancel my uh, game pass for just a little while until some bigger things come out but uh yeah I mean it, it's on game pass if hey that's a win for game pass man I thank you game pass for saving me money cuz I was kind of curious about it but you know game pass has it up there by all means give it a shot it might be your thing it really might there, there's no shame in that but um moving on I had a little time with uh, disco Elysium I just wanted to give you first impression of the game uh, I didn't play it for very long I won't lie I'm gonna I'm not gonna act like I sat there and played it for hours cuz I did not I um, did pop it in after I lost interest with Outriders to check it out um, I, I'm playing it on the ps4 the game looks gorgeous for what it's attempting to do the game sounds great the voice acting is phenomenal and I've only met a handful of characters I think I played the game for maybe a little over an hour and I'm told that that's not even scratching the surface of the game but um, I really did enjoy it. it's, it's like I read it I read this somewhere and I don't wanna I, I would love to give the person props but and I'm not stealing your I'm not plagiarizing 
Um, but they said they said it was like a single player dungeon dra- Dungeons and Dragons, and that is spot on. I, and that's coming from someone who has, that hasn't played Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and I love the way that you can kind of just roll the way the character works. Um, I've known people who played this for PC who have done multiple characters. And um, I'm looking forward to actually getting deep into this game. Like, it's a very engrossing story, very interesting way, the ways that gameplay just works. And I'm definitely feeling it. I would love to give it more time. But my attention was, was elsewhere. I couldn't, I couldn't give it the attention that it did, that it deserved. That's the problem. I couldn't give it the attention that I really feel like it should have had. So I'm gonna put that to the side. I'm gonna get back to that later. And uh, I, I can tell you, I'm gonna enjoy this game. I really think so. But um, I can't get it a score or anything yet. So you know, stand by. That's coming. That's coming. Uh, something else I got the chance to play. I know a lot of people probably won't care about this. I'm an old school gamer. I'm older. I was uh, raised on shooters, not third person shooters, like shoot 'em ups, Gradius, R type, and Honda. That's like an amazing underrated gem for the PS1 that I have somewhere that. That game is expensive. Somebody offered $500 for it, and I was like, nah. <laughs> That's, but I'm a fan of these games. Um, I got the chance to sit down and play the demo for uh, R-Type Final 2. And when they, when they said demo, they weren't kidding. It's, it's a really bit piece. It's super short. Like, I felt like that run of that level couldn't have taken me more than five minutes. And I feel like I could easily clear faster because you know it's like me dying and having to restart at checkpoints and stuff like that but one thing I really did enjoy was um kind of how like there's there's a certain amount of ships in it so that's a plus but you kind of you have to unlock them by getting materials you get materials simply by playing the game beating certain levels I loved how they had certain ships from uh they had one of the ships from R-Type Delta, I think it was, which is my favorite R-Type game. And if uh, that's another hard one to find. But uh, if you're a fan of shoot 'em ups and you have something that can play PlayStation 1 games on it, <laughs> yo, you need to check this game out. It was phenomenal. It is so great. It is amazing. It is a testament to the old school shooter. But the funny part is... It wasn't the last R-Type game to come out, obviously, with Final 2 written at the end of it. There was Final 1, and I was really, I have Final 1, and I was really excited for it, and it just wasn't that great. And Final 1 came out in a PlayStation 2 era, so now we're talking about right now, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 era, this one, this game is coming out, finally. And, um, yeah, I played the demo, I liked how you kind of, it, it, it really gives you that feeling of, uh, you know, you're building up new ships to just try them out. And some of them have some really cool ways and some really dope offerings. Like, you know, the way the pod works. If you're a fan, if you don't know how R-Type did, it's a 2D side-scrolling shooter. But you get like this little pod that you can place in front or behind your ship. And it augments the way that you fire. Or, it, you know, you can just shoot it straight out. Different ships do different things. Other ones will leech onto the, the, the enemy characters. It's, there's so much. 
but the amount of shifts that this one has has me excited that's why i can't wait to actually dive deep into this game and i can tell by this first level that i played this level design is way better it feels like r-type delta and not r-type final one which left me extremely underwhelmed so uh if i'm not mistaken this is coming out for switch which is awesome because the demo on ps4 ran in 1080p but no hdr and the switch could easily do 1080p hdr when it's docked so i don't mind taking a hit in graphical fidelity maybe to 720 so it can operate so yes this is the must buy on the switch for me at least I'm hoping it's not too expensive. I'm hoping it's not a $60 product. I get it if Irene does do it because it's a niche. They need to make money on it. And, you know, there's questions or not. If it will make money, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I know I'm, I'm excited this game is coming out, but I don't know anyone else who is talking about this game. But if you are a fan of old school shooters like Radius, R-Type, you know, I mean, one of my personal favorites was Axley. This is uh, worth checking out. The demo's up for free on PS4. So, even if you're not, I would recommend giving it a shot. So, looking forward to that. I think that comes out at the end of April, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, moving on. IGN got some exclusive footage of uh, Resident Evil 8 running on the PS4 Pro. And... I'm glad they did this. I'm glad they did this. There was a lot of curiosity about how well this game was going to run on last gen. And I even way back in my first episode, me and Mikey Fresh talked about this. Like, is this going to run well on current systems? And I said, I think it should because I mean, you figure they've been working on this game for years. I mean, I heard rumors about this game close to three years and the rumors all panned out with the werewolves and the callback to Resident Evil 4 and all this other stuff so um yeah I mean we've, we've been hearing about this for a while but anyway onto the footage of uh, the P on the PS4 Pro the game looks great it really looks great and that is a good thing that it looks as good as it does on the PS4 Pro let me explain why it's good that it looks this good on the PS4 Pro because I don't have a PS4 Pro I have a regular PS4 but I have an Xbox One X which is able to run these games in 4k native now the PS4 can't run these games in 4k native it's more like checkerboard it's more like 2k maybe a little bit higher fidelity than that but it's not exactly 4k but uh they show it running and the game looks really crisp really clear vibrant colors doesn't seem to be a lot of slowdown i really hope that capcom is not cherry picking certain scenes to make it look like it's running better than it is but i feel like capcom's done a lot to try to stay in people's good graces ever since the a couple years ago with their ds dlc the bad practices so i really think that they're trying to make amends and stay on gamers good side so uh, I, I, I think that this will run just fine. And the reason why that they I think they released this is because of the Cyberpunk 2077 debacle. With them showing how it ran on P4 
PS5s and Xbox One, well, I'm sorry, Xbox Series X's and not showing how it ran on current gen at the time. And that left a lot of people burned and upset because they didn't deliver at all. So, I'm excited for this, man. <laughs> I'll be dead honest with you, man. This is exciting stuff. And for this to look as good as it does. So, it looks to me like this is going to be a more that this game was built from the ground up for last gen. And uh, they're going to up-res it for the next gen system. Well, we'll call them current gen. The PS5, the Xbox Series X, they're going to up-res it. Maybe have it run at a smoother frame rate, higher than 60 frames. Definitely do 4K. So, I don't, I mean... I didn't have specs and stuff, I, I'm, I'm not Digital Foundry, I didn't know the resolution, but the resolution looked great. So those with, uh, I'll say, the mid-level, last generation systems, the, the upgrades, I don't think y'all have anything to worry about. The jury is still out on the Xbox One original and the, the base PS4, so we gotta see how it looks on those systems before we... Uh, yeah, before we pass judgment, but I mean, I think at like a 720p, I think that thing, I think the game will run fine. I would hope. So let's see how that pans out. But I'm excited because I get to play this in close to 4K at least with high def graphics and HDR. Shit looks amazing. I'm all about this game. Day one purchase for me. I'm not gonna lie. This game is so exciting for me. It's gonna be one of the. The, it's probably one of the more uh, the most excited I am about uh, one particular video game this year so moving on uh, I'm not gonna grade it today I'm not gonna rate it rather but I do want to talk about Monster Hunter Rise um, this game is so dope this game is so good it makes me so happy just playing this game I want to continue playing this game. That's why I couldn't keep on playing Outriders because after two, three hours of playing Outriders, I'm like, why am I playing Outriders still when Monster Hunter Rise is sitting right there for me to play? So yeah, <laughs> that's basically it. That's why uh, I, and, and it's also one of the reasons why I could not focus on Disco Elysium because, you know, look, end of the day, guys, ladies, people, end of the day. I'm a regular person, man. I'm a regular ass guy. You know, I have a job. I work 40 hours a week. I'm in a relationship. I'm looking to buy a house. I have a one-year-old daughter. You know, everything is stacked against me. I don't have time to play sometimes. I don't have time for this, but I make the time to do it, make the time to record and edit podcasts and shit. So, and I love it. <laughs> you know, it's it's my life. I love it. But um, I don't have the time like I used to. So, you know, you kind of got to prioritize things and even your gaming and stuff like that. You got to prioritize what games you want to put your time into. And right now I want to put all of my fucking time into Monster Hunter Rise because this game is blowing my mind. Uh, I play with the, the hunter's horn, the hunting horn, whatever. I love the hunting horn. It's great. I love my, I love the Palamutes, the dog. The dog people, the dog people, <laughs> your 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 pets that you have, they change the way the game works. I can't imagine going back to not playing with the Palu Boots. 
uh, the Palamuts, whatever they call them. I love them. They changed everything. Like chasing after monsters, being able to sharpen my weapon while on their back is such a great function and it makes the game feel so much faster. It's going to be hard to go back to the original, to the, to the older titles, even though Monster Hunter World might look better. It's going to be hard to go back to it. And it's funny because it's like, I picked the Hunted Horn because I like, like just love the way it felt. The changes were great. And it's apparently it's a S tier weapon <laughs> and everybody's using it along with the long sword. So, um, I'm really enjoying my experience with this game. I totally recommend getting this game. It's on Nintendo Switch, so you know it's not going to ever get... You're going to be waiting forever for it to go on sale. And when it goes on sale, it's only going to be 45 unless Capcom wants to, you know. But I heard that uh, Capcom or <laughs> Nintendo spent some serious money on acquiring uh, exclusive rights to this as far as console exclusives. It's, it's supposed to be coming to PC next year. So I'm curious, is it going to be looking way better, you know, faster resolution, faster frame rate? That would be crazy because the game looks like it's impossible to be working on the Switch. Even on, even when it's in handheld mode, the game looks almost better than anything that comes to mind. And the way it functions is, <laughs> I just love it, man. The one problem I did have is like I, one recommendation I'll make is uh, if you do plan to game you know portable make sure that you have a charging wire because geez, yo this thing since it looks as good as it does and functions as well as it does your battery takes a hit after just an hour of playing I think I was already less than 50% I have the original switch before they changed the battery so I don't know how that might work and how that changes things but I'm telling you from my experience an hour equals 50%, close to 50% of my battery, easily. So, unless you have like a charging wire and you plan to be gaming like hardcore on the run, you know, on the move and stuff like that, uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna be harder to do. So make sure you have your charging cable with you. That's one small downside. I'm not gonna deduct any points for that because that's not their fault. Uh, the, the glitch, on the demo that slowed down the demo due to how many people that were on your friends list is gone that is a good thing yeah man i i'm loving the new monsters i you know i'm not i'm not i'm not a i'm not a what's the word this is my second monster hunter game i'm not a i'm not a noob at this anymore but i'm not you know i'm not i'm, I'm far from experienced but i do know how the game works a little bit now so yeah so it just i can't imagine going back to those other ones at this point like even to just see what they were like it just feel, it would feel weird and um i want to play more man i want to play more i can't give a review right now i can give you an honest uh you know like if you i'm a big monster hunter fan should i get this game yes yes you should if you at, if I had to review it right now at the second, I would say this is probably the second best game of the year after Loop Hero. I would I would give this uh, 4.75 at this point. The game is probably the best Monster Hunter game. The issues are not issues with the seer with the uh, game. It's issues with the series as a whole. So and that that and depending on 
how you feel about the series. Your mileage may vary. It is a very grindy game. I like the grind. I happen to really enjoy the grind sometimes. I get it. It could be a little bit... It could suck after a while, you know, when you're trying to get one piece and, and you're killing the same monster four or five times. I've been there, I went, especially in the last game. Haven't hit that part just yet, but I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Yeah, uh, if I if I had to stop playing this game right now and review it, 4.75 out of 5 soapboxes. This game is great. If you're a fan of Monster Hunter and you have a Switch, go out and buy it. Would I recommend getting a Switch for this? Um, How big of a Monster Hunter fan are you? I mean, if you're playing on PC, just wait for it to come out on PC. Because it's going to look infinitely better. But if you're like me, portability is a factor. You don't have a powerful PC. Um, I, I don't know if I would buy a system for this, but there's other stuff on the system that warrants the price. And I think this is going to land up being on my uh, top 10 games of the year if I play that many games this year. Um, I'm, I'm slowly, I'm, I'm putting a list up on my Twitter and I'm updating it regularly with my top 10 games of the year. It's, it's a constantly evolving process. I'm only at three games right now, but yeah, if you follow me on Twitter at on a soapbox with three X's, you can interact with me on that. Throw your opinion in, throw your hat in. Let me know how I'm doing with that. If you agree with me, if you disagree, but yeah. Alright, we're going to get off the video game shit for just a moment. Uh, the new Suicide Squad trailer dropped. Not the last one, the second one. It's more like a TV shot. Very Not the red, red trailer or anything. No cursing and stuff like that. They show a lot of stuff. I'm hyped for this movie. I don't really feel like I... I think I, I, I got into a James Gunn defense when I talked about... Uh, when I talked about uh, the Suicide Squad with Janice, because she's not really feeling it, and um, there's so much stuff on this. I I'm not familiar with half of these characters. First off, I'm really not. Uh, I'm a fan of some of these actors, you know, Idris Elba, of course, and I'm I'm so curious on what they're gonna do with King Shark. That shit's crazy. The, the, the idea that they got Sylvester Stallone to play a character like that is just amazing to me. Uh, I am looking forward to it. Like I said, huge fan of James Gunn. We got fucking Starro in this. I I love it. I love that we have such a strange character in this game, in this uh this movie as the villain. Um, John Cena is hilarious. His comedic timing is great. I still want him as Ben Grimm in the Fantastic Four uh, movie, but. I don't think we're gonna get it anymore. But uh, him as Peacemaker is awesome. Uh, just, just how we, <laughs> the, the jokes about the dicks on the island. I, I'm in. I'm so in. I, I, I can't wait. And it's gonna be on HBO Max. Uh, I think it's early August. And yeah, I'm, I'm fucking hyped. I'm hyped for this movie. The rumors. Are that James Gunn is now the mastermind behind DC makes me excited in some aspects a little nervous in others because I think James Gunn could be a little bit too jokey sometimes but um, 
I'm down to let him get a chance to do more stuff with DC characters. I feel like he's left his mark in Marvel. We still have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming from him. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, they're going to give him something else that they want to. Because I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I read an article a long time ago saying, to J- they, they, they said to James Gunn, if there was any project you could do, what would it be? And he said Thunderbolts. And... Um, it looks like that's where we're headed. So I'm hoping that they do give James Gunn Thunderbolts with Zemo and some of these other characters. So basically, Thunderbolts, this is kind of a weird thing that happened because, um, okay. Suicide Squad, the last one, tried so hard to be Guardians of the Galaxy from the music to the colors to the comedic styles and stuff like that. And it's funny that they got James Gunn who originated that style to do this movie it's like we tried to do your style so we got you now to do your style but the uh, interesting part about it is is that Thunderbolts is basically give or take Thunderbolts is kind of Marvel's Suicide Squad so I don't know if they would give him that or if they would I hope they do I hope they do. Another trailer that came out was uh, the Black Widow story trailer. It's about two minutes long. And Jesus Christ, guys, <laughs> that, that, that trailer is like, first of all, half of the trailer is old movies. It's scenes from Avengers 1, 2, 3, and 4, and other Avengers movies, uh, half the stuff like it's, it's it's just older shit so it's two two minutes long and already you're like damn near sucking up one minute to show us older movies including the scene, <laughs> including the scene where she dies right before she dies in endgame so yeah and then a lot of the footage we got from this movie is actually footage that we've seen multiple times already it's it's like okay cool and they show some stuff. They they do, do they do show some some new stuff. They show Taskmaster doing some new things and taking orders and stuff. And I hope the rumor isn't true. I heard rumors pre-COVID that um, Taskmaster is going to be a Stark's AI sort of, and um, that's how he that's how it replicates moves so perfectly. And I really hope this isn't true. Uh, I think that would be such a disturbance to the character. You know, Deadpool fans are going to rip their hair out when they hear that Taskmaster is a robot in the MCU. That fucking sucks because Taskmaster needs to be preserved for Deadpool. It doesn't matter if it's gender swapped or if it's a different character than than it's supposed to be. I don't care if that's the case, but Taskmaster and Deadpool are supposed to meet up. Please don't fuck this up Marvel please do not fuck this up because that's important <laughs> so um, they did show a couple new things with the Taskmaster some cool shield plays some cool sword play Taskmaster bruh, Taskmaster is the reason why I want this movie at this point um, I'm looking forward to some really dope scenes that are very civ- uh, not Civil War I'm sorry um, Winter Soldier-esque because that's the type of uh vibe that I'm getting from this please do not disappoint me my, my expectations are so high for Taskmaster right now 
but we'll see. And I really just hope that that AI rumor isn't true. I really hope it's not true. Uh, we're, I'm going to talk just for a minute because Kaneda from uh, Honestly Nerds was curious about my opinion on them charging $30 on Disney Plus. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, for, for this movie. Well, any movie, actually. I have yet to spend any money on these movies uh, on Disney+. Plus. I think the idea of spending $30, of spending $8 to spend $30 on a movie is absurd to me. Uh, the idea that they do that. Honestly, nerds already covered this. I w- I'm treading really carefully to not uh, say what you guys said. Because uh, I think Griffin knocked it out of the park. Props, my dude. Good work. You pretty much exemplified every reason that I have to not be okay with this practice. It's too, it's too much. It's just too much. Here's the funny part. I was on Voodoo the other day, which, you know, is a digital, uh, where you purchase movies digitally. If you're, if you're not familiar, most people do know Voodoo. But uh, Raya and the Last Dragon is already up there. This came out on Disney Plus less than a month ago, I want to say. And there, it's available for purchase. My thing is this. <laughs> if, if I was going to spend $30 on a movie, I would get it on Voodoo instead. Because I actually own the, the digital copy at that point. You know, it's, it's because... Basically, all you're paying when you're paying the $30 for Disney Plus is to see it early. Because in three months, it's going to come to Disney Plus. So that $30 just vanishes at that point. So what exactly did you spend $30 to see it early? And I know what Disney's thinking. They're thinking the content creators are going to spend the money on it. And, you know, like... At this point, like, what's I, I've said this on 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 on, uh, on Nerd Gang on Facebook. If, oh man, if this practice becomes the norm, what's the next step? This is how capitalism works. Okay, capitalism pushes the envelope constantly to see what they can get away with. You see, you can see it if you actually look. That things that we used to get for free. We pay for it now, and people happily pay for it because it's a, maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe people didn't know back in the days in fighting games we would get different colors for free, or for actually achieving something in game. Oh, you beat it on very hard. Okay, here's this special color that you have access to. You know, so when you play against other people, like, oh man, you got that special color. Oh, you beat it on hard that's the way things were done different costumes and stuff like that they were added for in-game achievements now you pay for them (laughs) why exactly when this stuff was offered for free at one point it's the same thing okay Disney has given us a lot of not given us technically we paid for it but they have given us movies with no extra charge. I think Upward, Soul was one of them. And these were movies that they had their their team look out. It's like, okay, how much of a hit 
are we going to take with these movies? How many new subscribers are we going to get? And this is the thing. Disney hit its five-year plan for Disney Plus. I think earlier this year. Like, I think it's been less than a year and a half and they hit their five-year mark. And, and, and they have the nerve to charge money for these things. Like, I don't... I, I get, Look... The fact that if you lose your subscription, you lose access to the movie is bullshit. Okay? It's bullshit. The fact that if uh, you paid the $30 for it, and then when it becomes, you know, on the streaming service, there's nothing. You didn't get anything. You got to see it early. So what happens now? Do they charge to, you know, do they start charging you for season finales of shows? You know, oh, oh man, cliffhanger ending. You could wait a week, or you can buy it now. How many people would be willing to shell over ten bucks to see the finale to Wandavision a week early? I know a few, a few people who would have. So <laughs> these practices need to be nipped in the bud, just because they're. You know, we, we, we allow them to do this. What happens next is what we need to be asking ourselves. Like, if the if the practice is fair, then yeah, let it become the new norm if it's fair. But bad practices are essentially bad practices. They're timeless. It doesn't go anywhere. It's always bad. It's just people's willingness to accept it. Their willingness to give money for it. And I really hate that Disney did this with this movie. I mean, I know part of me said they need to just release this movie because first off, we waited how many years for a Black Widow movie? And then COVID happened and it kept getting pushed back because no, we want to release it in theaters. No, we want to release Bro, we waited over a year for this fucking movie at this point. And Disney's like, fuck it, release it now. Things aren't getting better anytime soon. I mean, things are changing. Maybe in September, things will be good again. That's when Shang-Chi is releasing in the theaters. But, uh, yeah, man. Not spending $30. Not only am I not spending $30 to watch it, because I'm not the owner of the Disney Plus account that I'm using, but, uh, most likely the person who, you know, it's a family plan, is, uh, probably gonna get it anyway so i'll have access to it even though i don't agree with it and i'll probably try to talk them out of doing that but i don't want to give them 30 dollars to watch a movie three months early it shouldn't be 30 dollars. i mean that's that's my whole thing it's the price point is just too much why couldn't it be cheaper why couldn't it be 20 bucks 15 bucks maybe why you know it should be griffin made a perfect point this movie should be $30 to people who do not have a Disney Plus subscription. And I fucking love that idea. You know, if you don't belong, like, you should be able to buy movies off the, off the, off the Disney Plus that you have even if you don't have a subscription membership. I mean, would it, would it be more expensive in the long run? Sure, but let people make their choice. But not happy with this. Not happy with this all. Uh, honestly, nerds, that 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 uh, 40 minutes you spend on talking about it, I was all in it. Griffin, again, 100% on point with you. 
100% on board with you. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, we can't normalize bad practices in any aspect. In video games, in nerd culture, in things that we want. Bro, this game, this, this, this fucking movie's been uh, delayed again for over a year. It's going to be, I think, a year and six months now that we've been waiting for this movie to come out. And people want it. So I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. Because it's not like it hasn't worked out with Mulan and uh, what was that other movie? The Rye and the Last Dragon. It's worked with them. You know, so unfortunately, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to vote with my wallet and, and not, and not support it. And I don't think that you should either, but I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. You're the one working for it. Anyway, that's enough of my rant. People, thank you so much again. Twitter account on a soapbox with three x's please hit me up comments opinions tell me how awful i am i love it i love it but uh that's about it for tonight i will be back next sunday with another talk about uh falcon and the winter soldier oh man uh i really have not talked about invincible <laughs> And I feel like I really should be just so little, so much content and so little time. Oh man, I, when this show does end, when the season finale hits, I will talk about this season in its entirety. I'm going to have people on here to talk about it with because I'm not giving the show the attention it deserves because I'm a regular ass guy with a job that does not have the time to do shit. And I hate it. And I hate it because Invincible is so incredible. I love the series. I love I love the comic series. And I don't want to spoil it because I've read so deep into the series. The comic series. But this show is great. Watch it. Watch it on Amazon. Watch it. It is it is it is by far one of the best things I have seen this year. I think. I really do. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, my men's, my ladies, my peoples, y'all be safe out there. Be good. And if you're not standing on a soapbox, then what are you standing for? Peace.